for my whiskey. I don't have usually have a problem like, hey, here's some whiskey. Drink it. Okay. Not a problem. So That's interesting. What do you got? I didn't think it would be such a big split, but I'm okay with that. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should and you probably are. And that's why we like it. This is episode 230. Or if you go by Robbie standards, 231. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I messed up. But Robbie, we're coming up on we're coming up on 240, and you know what that means? That 200 episodes with me? No, no, no. no, uh, Twice as long with you as with as with uh, Adam. Really? Have gone? You would have beaten him by two at that point. So you will have beaten him by two. Um. So um. Yeah, that's what's cool. But here's some business real quick. Uh, yeah, reach out on Instagram. If you don't know us, if you've been a long-time listener, if you listen to more than four episodes and you are hooked, uh, just reach out on Instagram. We're always down to hear from you. We, I mean, we, we talk to sometimes multiple people a day, and we love it. Uh, it's always fun. We love it. Always cool, especially if you're someone we don't know. We'd love to start something. So that's, uh, that's what the business is this week. Hit us up on Instagram, especially if you haven't already and another one to you caleb olson who we sort of heard from recently but we also want to hear about you recently we miss so. you. yeah we miss you caleb one of our first oh, wow. reach outs on instagram uh but you know i met him in person but um, reach back around back at us <laughs> reach back around and touch us <laughs> reach out and touch us yeah, yeah. so yeah a, a nice finish to the business with some quality verbatim um reenactments of depeche mode so uh with that being said with the business out of the way robbie how's your week how you doing you know it's it's been a week man it's been longer than a week so we recorded what last wednesday thursday yeah tuesday or wednesday or something like that tuesday maybe maybe it was early yeah and so like since then i I went to vegas last weekend with my brother-in-law it was great thanksgiving's happened um and then like sicknesses in the household so it's like it's been it's been quite the week so yeah no i had a good time went to vegas with my brother-in-law looked at some good art walked around uh drank some what's that you get any good food yeah well we did uh we so we uh since we've been last it's the first time we've been where the uh buffets are back open but there's really not a lot of dinner buffets which is kind of crazy so we did the uh we did the uh like really super expensive one at breakfast one at uh caesar's and oh, that nice. was delicious uh we went Did to you do... have you ever been to the one i'm sorry to interrupt you but you ever no, there's like one buffet thing it's like a thai restaurant or something like that it's like a big deal in vegas but it, it would I definitely not. not be a breakfast one have not and no okay so you know what i'm talking about i don't but i'm intrigued that's all good that's all anyway the breakfast buffet had Tell crab legs it. and i felt like a fancy man with crab legs at breakfast now did I eat them? Not really. But did I take a picture and send it to the wife? Yes, I did. Yeah, you so, did. I don't know. We did yeah. that, and like it just walked. It looked a lot of good art. Uh, gosh, what's my what's my Vegas whiskey? What's the Vegas whiskey that I always drink? Oh, I can't peanut flavor. Uh, Dickel. No, not Dickel. Oh, uh, oh, you mean can't... Screwball? Uh, Evan Williams. Evan Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, a little Evan Williams bottle and bottle. You get it from a CVS. Uh, from the ABC, I realized I like the ABC stores better it, than the CVS's. So, uh, so Vegas was last week, and then I came home, started like house projects, painting the girls' bathroom. So the house. Yeah, how did the, the wallpaper go? 
Uh, so that's going to go in the laundry room. So here's the problem. We yeah. got a color, like the color that Chelsea's mom picked in her house. We're like, oh, we like that a lot. I think it'll mm-hmm. go because we had a lot of wood tones, like browns in the bathroom. So we're like, okay, well, that'll it'll go well with that, but it kind of looks gray. So went to Sherman Williams, bought like this expensive paint and put it up on the wall in the bathroom. We're like, that looks like different than what it was. And so like, then we got the sample. We're like, no, that's the same thing. So just in that space, it looked weird. That's so, the hard thing about like, design and stuff it's like well, here's it just doesn't here's, work here's with the, the scene and here's um, the problem i knew we we're gonna use it in our we th- the plan was to use it in the twins bathroom and the mars uh, bathroom our bathroom and the laundry room so i'm like i'm gonna need at least two gallons so i bought two gallons <sighs> because it was like one of the things where, like you don't want like you just want to have your supplies you don't want yeah. to do the second run back so anyway that's stunk so anyway paint of that and because we had to do like this paint-o switcheroo so like uh, we didn't end up doing the wallpaper yet. We haven't gotten to the laundry room, so just do the twins' bathroom for now. So hey, we we get done recording here. I'm gonna hang up. So I'm gonna do the finishing touches and hang up the racks and all that stuff. And so that'd be nice. good. And then we're all sick. Uh, Finley's been struggling this week. Like had to give her some Aww. steroids and stuff because she was just like it goes like any lung thing hits her yeah. heart. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now like it's and like Amara's like teen attitude. I was like, you got us sick because like Mars get it now. And then oh. like, you got us sick, Finley. I'm like, hey, guys, you all go um, to school. Like, you all get around germs. Like, leave Finley and Finley sense. Yeah. So, Aww. and then, uh, yeah, no, Thanksgiving was good, except for didn't do a regular turkey. Like, we did a Costco pre smoked turkey and warmed it up. And uh, it just didn't feel as, as festive. So, that's cool. So, you didn't even yeah. like, you didn't even use your camp chef. No, didn't do nothing. All I did was reheat a turkey. I was kind of disappointed. It's not cool. It's not cool. I did. So anyway, uh, that's that. That's me, man. How are we? Oh, and went to a Friendsgiving today with Chuck Westerberg and Stephanie Westerberg. Beautiful Patreon supporters. Yeah, Um, huge. I mean, hugely beautiful, not beautifully huge. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, great people. So got back from that. Entry buzzed on some Four Roses cocktails with them. We did a little, some special cocktails. And uh, here I am. How are you, you, Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, raspberry sunrise. Oh, raspberry sunshine. You mean? <laughs> no, it's pretty good. So I made like a honey simple syrup, and then nice. after you take it off the heat, put a steep some cranberries in it for about two hours, and then nice. use the cranberries as garnishes. Rolled them in some sugar, which I think it has some like citric acid to put on them too. Ooh, I love citric acid. Make yeah, it a little so. sour. Well, the cranberries are already kind of sour, right? Yeah, they are. With the sugar, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a natural. Oh, so you, you didn't add actual citric acid to it. You were saying no, like but the I cranberries themselves. It. I think. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got some of that at home. It's it's uh, it'll get your tongue going, like the yeah. salivary glands just going crazy for sure. So yeah, anyway, that's that's been it. my week. It's been a busy, crazy week. Yeah, that's what cool. about you, man? Me too. Yeah, so doing? I had a a three day week at work, which was really nice. It was kind of a long week. And I was kind of really looking forward to that Wednesday after work because that was, you know, I had, of course, Thursday and Friday off. Um, Beck got sick on Tuesday. And so if if you throw up, you don't get to you don't you're not allowed back in the next day. You got to give it a day for the daycare, which is fine. At least this is back. So um, so she yeah threw up in the evening on Monday night. And we like came in and she she was crying a little bit and we're like oh wow there's some there's some stuff in this you know crib uh, I think I vomit. think we're are we allowed to say yeah I think we're allowed to say vomit on yeah. the air. 
I don't know. It just sounds weird. <laughs> but uh, well, Chuck, yeah, there's, she she, she threw up a little bit in the uh, puke. What's what's oh Ralph? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she got sick on Gut that chum? night, and then but, yeah, but then she did well after that, and that was at like midnight. So she slept well the rest of the night, changed the sheets and stuff, and then she apparently got sick at daycare again. So we took her out on Tuesday, and then so Heather came home took her and then we had to keep her out on wednesday too and then uh friday the uh daycare took off as well so i had to just spend my whole off day on friday watching bag and i'll tell you what man there are some days where you know you are just in love and i'm not saying i'm not in love with my kid but there are some days where you're just like that baby can't do wrong you know it's just easy and that was a hard day that on friday days too yeah and it was um i was I was like watching my patience meter go down and it wasn't really like, I think I was more frustrated to be honest. And this is a little selfish to say, but it's, it's real. Um, I was just a little frustrated that um, I couldn't get anything done and I didn't even intend to, but there was, I like the one thing that I was like, I'm going to do on top of watching back today is prep a sourdough loaf, um, which isn't a, a euphemism for anything. Uh, i wasn't like i wasn't prepping to have a good poop that day or anything like that but um but i wanted to like to get some sourdough made but on top Um, of that you also did want to have a good poop oh i probably had a great poop that day too so but um there was yeah and it was like doable but like she is in kind of the stage where she like it she knows when you're not paying attention to her yeah and uh and it's like sometimes she could play by herself and that's cool but like when you are not even looking in her direction she's like oh no i'm gonna do that's gonna the make problem. sure he's that's the single child problem right there yeah right like oh. because when you like if you and heather were both home one mm. of you is like oh, i'll play with beck you do the sourdough loaf right like yeah you, you can and so they get used to it. like that was the thing with amara like amara like do mm. you like it was not, not that it was difficult to play with her because you just wanted to be like okay do this with me we'll do this stuff together yeah but man, like the twins are a whole new story, different story. Cause like they will like play by themselves. Like they'll like for long, That's like great. on a good day, they will just play and play and play. And like, you just had to, got to feed them. But yeah. when Amara was a single child, man, like it's just, they know. Yeah. They're used to so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just, there are times where I'm like, I can like, and the funny thing about sourdough is like, when you get your hands dirty, you got to wash them before you handle a child. Oh, you're sticky. So yeah, I'm especially like, a child, especially a child with long hair, a little girl. You don't want to get that exactly. in the hair and have to cut the hair. And like, it's, it's yeah. like glue. Yeah. yeah. So, she's not gonna, you can't um, hold them underwater long enough without hurting yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> let it loosen up. You got to pick and choose your battles when you're dealing with dough and a child with long hair. So, um, yeah, it was it was good. But this whole week has been like, Heather and I have kind of been back and forth, like kind of handling her because she... I think she just, yeah, she doesn't let you rest right now. Like there were times where we could like play in her room and just lay on the floor and kind of watch her. Uh, but now she's like, no, no, read this book to me. Now read this book to me. Dude, now play this toy with me. Parenting and hack. she'll get frustrated if you don't. So get some washable markers, take your shirt off, mm-hmm. lay on your stomach and say, give me oh, tattoos. Yeah. I did that once with Amara, like a couple times with Amara. And like, uh-huh. and she would like sit for an hour, like, cause you get, just draw all over my back. That's funny. Yeah. My here's my worry with that. So like she often will like go to her playroom and be like, Hey, can I play with my crayons and my uh drawing book? 
And so we'll be like, yes, you can do that. But when you're really, really tired, you don't want to hand out crayons easily <laughs> uh, or, or, you know, washable markers. Uh, but someday I'll be like, you know what? Just have the washable markers. We'll wash it all off later. The walls and stuff like that. Dude, um, but no, but the thing is like, like because you get to lay down, you're with her and you lay down, yeah. you close your eyes a little bit. And it's like, like, and you'll feel when the, the when the tip yeah. is not on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what she said. I know. <laughs> I knew there was going to come to something. Um, so what else has been going on? Work's been a little bit stressful, but I've kind of been on that. Uh, but it's been getting a little bit better than the last time I talked. I, uh, you know, like I said, I've made some mistakes recently that my boss brought up. That he's like, hey, you know, we need to work on these. So I've been working on them and I feel like I've been doing all right with that. Um, but it's next week is going to be a five day week like starting so that we're recording on sunday this week so tomorrow our episode comes out um but this whole week will be a five-day week which kind of seems very daunting to me because like last week was a three-day week and it seemed long yep yeah so um but i think i'll be closing in on a few projects that i'm working on so that's good um jewelry has been picking up i have um what's that yeah i've been getting a lot of orders christmas orders and stuff like that which is awesome uh, I basically just got to set aside my evenings after Beck goes to sleep to just make them all, which is good. I actually feel like it's very doable, but it's awesome to see money come in. Um, I'm excited for Christmas. I can finally say that it is past Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I can finally say that without feeling weird about it. Um, Dude, I, I have Christmas. I uh, typically am like, nope, nothing Christmas till after Thanksgiving. But this yeah, year I'm like, I'm year. ready. I've been ready. 2022. I tell you uh, what was pretty year. cool. Last uh-huh. night, uh, got the tree put up, and mm-hmm. the twins and Amar did like all the decorating. And then, like, I was like, "Hey, we're not like, well, what about our stuff?" I'm like, "Got to put this box away first. Like, they cleaned the box up and got oh. the next. Like, it was the most pl- like, motivating, <laughs> calm, nice, like Christmas decorating ever. It was wonderful. Right? That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, we got to put cool up the tree today. Yeah. The other cool thing is, uh, like post covid and kids are old mm-hmm. enough now like uh, chelsea wanted me to go pick her up a book on black friday so i like, took finley out with me and uh mm-hmm. we we're like hey well, you want to do some christmas shopping for your sister so she got to pick presents out nice. for her sisters and we're like all about it came home and wrapped and you, them she and, gets like, a good daddy daughter date you know yeah and it was it was really nice and then chelsea went out with finley later on so now we just got to get out with nice. her mom she's gonna pick out her stuff for her sister so like and they're gonna have us. so much fun wrapping yeah. it and like oh yeah yeah I'm pretty sure they've already told each other what they got each other. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Twinsies. A good point of life. So man. did Finley get Amara and Juniper a gift? Yeah. Yep. Got to meet, cool. meet you a gift. Yeah. What do, so, uh, what do, what do the good. girls want? For, what are the all three of them? Like, what, what's their like top notch or their top of the list gift that they want? Junie just or Junie wants, oh gosh, Hatchimals or Scruffaloves. Okay. Do you even know what that no is? No Nope. Okay. Scruffle loves are pretty cute. It's like this little dirty dog you get and you wash it off and comb its hair and like rescue it. And hatchimals are that's like, a great idea. It's pretty actually Beck might like it too. They're pretty cute. Uh that's such a good idea. Where you like rescue them. Oh, that's yes. such a good idea. You give them a little, Money yeah, yeah. in the bank idea. Yeah. Um, and then Finley just likes Barbie stuff right now. And nice. Amara is just like she wants thousand dollar gifts, kind of a thing. So it's like, no, yeah. listen, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we don't do TVs like, in bedrooms. Your like, dad's a teacher. Yeah, 
Like, and she's like, I want a TV for my bedroom. I'm like, no, we don't do TVs in bedrooms. Yeah. I want an iPhone. Well, you got your flip phone. So we're sticking with that for yeah. a while. Like, I don't know. It's just stuff like we've kind of limited her, which I yeah. get. She wants mm-hmm. them, but you know. Do you guys have a TV in your bedroom? We have one in our bedroom, yeah. Grown ups oh, okay. get them. Grown ups yeah. get them. Because grown ups, we will tried that away. once. We just didn't like it. Like we're not big TV people. Like you know, we actually don't even have network TV. Um, but I think we tried it once, and we were just like, nah, it's better in the in the like living room for us. So yeah, we have a like. I will keep a TV on. Like if there's Saturday Sunday, keep a game on, and while well, I do my things around the house, mm-hmm. so. Like in our bedroom, I don't, we don't really watch a lot of TV in our bedroom, but like if I'm cleaning in the room, I have something on. So I don't know. Kids don't That's get cool. TVs in the room. Though. Yeah, Although I, I would never let my kids have room. a TV in the room. Yeah. My parents wouldn't. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So okay. uh, I feel like we've gone long on the shoot the breeze. So, but we yeah, today bit. we're drinking. It's been a while. Um, yeah, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it. It's not like we're ever like forcing it. <laughs> I mean, there's been a few times earlier on where we like forced it, but like, but that was when it was like ten minutes or less. But now we can talk. We can catch up. We can we shoot can. that breeze. So no, uh, the forcing comes in when for... we do like back to back recordings. Yeah, that's, that's true. When we have to force. That is true. And then, mm-hmm. then it's easy. But yeah, let's go for a walk, yeah. man. Let's go for a quick Our walk. We'll be right we back. like to call uh, walking break. Yeah. And we're back from break. What a nice walk. What a nice oh, walk. Beautiful. Uh, before we get into any notes on history this week, I wanted to do a few shout outs. Uh, a huge shout out. The number one shout out this week is to Joel Bradbury, our Tasmanian friend who decided to see if he could test the limits of our manly, manly courier. Oy. and see if he could get the manly courier to reach tasmania and back to the u.s and he did and he was very successful and so we are so so grateful for for joel sending us uh three samples each so i gotta send them your way uh oh, Robbie. Boy. uh your your half um but uh one of them and i, I won't give too much away but it, actually well i'll say two things i don't remember the names of the two tasmanian distillers uh, but he also sent us an Irish whiskey that I think we're really going to like. And that's Redbreast 27. Are you kidding? Yes. The dude's a freaking baller. Dang. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so, I mean, and I'm, awesome. really, I, I'm really excited about the Tasmanian distilleries, too, because uh, Australia is known to be a decent single malt distiller, but especially Tasmania. Uh, for some reason, like that's like, in my opinion, from what I've seen of, of Australian whiskey, Tasmania is the hub. Uh, and Hub so, um, what he got us, one of them was a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, basically an independent bottler that got its juice from Sullivan's Cove, which is a huge deal, Tasmanian single malt, uh, distiller. So, and, and then there was another one that was a smoked rye or something along that lines. Like, a, like okay. it was very interesting. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. So big shout out, a few more dings. For That's this awesome. baller, Joel Bradbury, our one of our favorite Australian listeners. So, um, another shout out to my father-in-law. I don't think he listens, uh, but if he does, shout out to you, Tracy. 
uh, for picking up this bottle uh, when you visited Scotland. Uh, so, so thank you, Tracy, for providing the bottle we're drinking today. Uh, one quick note, uh, Christmas. Remember, we have a full bottle. This is my partially dranketed bottle, uh, but we also have a full bottle of Weller 12 and a full bottle of Emerald T. Lee up for the two listeners who are generous, so generous to send us Christmas gifts, uh, randomly selected. Uh, we probably just need uh, those. If you're sending anything, which you don't have to, but if you want to uh, send anything, probably we need them by the 15th of December. Um, so before we record our Christmas episode. Uh, so if you're thinking of sending <clears throat> slash couriering something our way, uh, just try to get us it that by then and, and reach out to us if you need addresses or anything like that. Uh, that's all I'll say for that. Uh, I found out also who our latest Patreon supporter is. Uh, remember Richard Thwaites? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a pseudonym for Broasquatesquinosa. Our Canadian so, turtle friend. Our Canadian turtle friend. So big thank you to you, our Canadian turtle friend. Broasquatesquinosa. Yeah. Ooh, that was high pitched. That was. I felt like I was going to break that glass. But it's worth it for Mr. Broescotosquinos. So anyway, what we're drinking today, Glenn Grant 15. I don't think we've mentioned it. Have we mentioned it? Glenn Grant 15, specifically the batch proof first edition. So this is our second Glenn Grant product on the podcast. We did the 16 year on episode 69. Nice. That was Miles, <laughs> a Miles Ferguson joint. Uh, he picked me up the bottle from the distillery itself. Uh, but that's been a while. I mean, that's like, what, 160 episodes ago, basically. Uh, so I don't mind sharing some overlap of what we talked about on that Glenn Grant episode. But I did actually like go in a separate direction. Um, so it's not too much overlap. Uh, so, But uh, Glenn Grant is such a special Speyside distillery. So let's talk about Glen Grant Distillery and what makes them special. So Glen Grant is definitely different than your average Highland slash Speyside single malt distillery. I'd say it comes down to three things. One, Jim Murray's opinion of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, uh, really tall, slender skill, stills. Sorry, And three, <laughs> something called a purifier. Uh, now we've talked about the first two last time. Jim Murray adores Glenn Grant. If you go through the whiskey Bibles, he wrote uh, Glenn Grant is all over them, all over them, especially over the last five to seven years. Um, if you go, yeah, and so basically, in fact, Glenn Grant eighteen won Scotch of the Year four years in a row, like oh, number one Scotch. Four years in a row. Same bottle. Not just same distillery. Same bottle. Um, from 2017 to 2020, I believe, was the uh, year. So 2027 or 2017, 18, 19, 20. Uh, and he gave the exact same bottle, the exact same title, which is, you know, give your opinion or whatever of um, Jim Murray or not. That's a ballsy move at the very least to put the same bottle in the same position every year. Um, and so... But but it also last time we talked about a little about the tall slender stills. Uh, I always want to say skills, uh, but yeah, the stills that separates Glenn Grant from a lot of the rest of the Highland slash Speyside distillers, um, because a taller still means only the finest vapors go through, 
meaning that it's usually a very crisp and potentially refreshing variety of scotch. Similar to like triple distilling for like Irish whiskey, how Irish whiskey can typically be a little more refreshing than scotch in general. Uh, The way they do their stills kind of makes it similar to that where only the finest stuff gets through. Uh, Makes it more clean on the palate usually. Uh, but one thing I found out that Glenn Grant also does, which we didn't mention last time, is something called a purifier. They use a purifier. I had never heard of this before, so I had to look into it. it is, a purifier. This is news to me. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's different ways to do this. Uh, and so basically, sometimes a purifier is a cylindrical copper vessel. Usually that's around, this was the first definition, usually around like three feet in diameter and about four to five feet long. Uh, located inside what's called the lie pipe, also called the line arm. Uh, and the lie pipe for those, uh, or for these huge copper pot stills is at the top of the pot still where it like goes up and then bends. That's called the lie arm or the line arm or the lie pipe. Uh, and it bends and it's basically gets, yeah, it gets to that like elbow area of the piping. Uh, and then that's where it fall, where the where the condensate or or the um, or even the evaporated vapor goes towards the condenser. Uh, the angle of this arm uh, can have actually a huge impact on the flavor of the whiskey. Uh, but this purifier is typically in this section, and so I looked at it in a few ways. That's one way to do it, and there's other also a way where you can like form like a pipe back from a certain portion of the uh, line arm and stuff like that. But there's a few ways you could do a purifier. It's, it's basically, here's the biggest use of the purifier. There's something called reflux. And I'm going off the notes here. And reflux is when the vapors condense and drip into liquid before they go to the condenser. And they okay. drip back into the pot still to be re-evaporated. And so when that happens, the more reflux happens, the uh, basically the, the only the finest of the uh, particulate or like of the vapors make it through. Uh, if you have like a, a very if your line arm is like pointed downwards, a lot of that stuff is just going to drip down to the condenser. But when your line arm either has a, con- or a purifier or is like not exa- like is like a right angle or higher. Uh, not as much is going to get through um, to to the final results. So you're going to get like the, basically, I'll, I'll read off of my notes, I guess, at this point. The purifier is usually kept colder than the rest of the still, but not as cold as the condenser. Uh, it basically causes, like I said, more reflux, meaning that the distillate condenses and is recycled back into the still. And apparently this come, it, what this comes down to is this. There are lighter, more volatile compounds in the distilling process and heavier compounds that can make it to be distilled and condensed to make distillate. Basically that's distillation. Um, But what Glenn Grant does by using not only purifiers, which apparently were uh, originally added by the major, the guy who really started the brand uh, a long, long time ago, like in the 1800s, but also using those tall slender stills, Uh, basically what they're trying to do is get the lightest vapor compounds, which lend to lighter, fruitier, and crisper, refreshing notes. That's their aim. And that's what makes Glen Grant so different in the Speyside Highland region. Uh, Anyway, they're they're not the only ones to use purifiers. (laughs) Apparently Ardbeg uses purifiers. 
uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, but it's it is pretty rare altogether. You're not going to get your average uh, distiller using uh, purifiers. But so far, if Ardbeg and Glenn Grant are using it, I'm a fan. Okay, that's what I got to say there. Uh, anyway, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Glenn Grant 15 specifically. So it's not just 15; it's 15 batch strength edition number one. So maybe there'll be an edition number two in the future. Uh, but here's the funny thing: is this the right one? Yes, if it says Glen Grant 15 on it. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't say batch. So, okay, just 15. Yeah, but that's the funny thing is, is I, my next note cu- touches that. So when I was reading this or doing the research for this, I found out that in 2021, the scotch of the year was not Glen Grant 18. It was Glen Grant 15 batch strength in first edition. No. And so I'm like, I, and I wasn't near the bottle at that moment, but I'm like, surely what I have at home is not special. It's just a Glen Grant 15. But no, no, what we're drinking today is actually Glen Grant 15 batch strength edition number one or first edition, which I thought was awesome. So we're drinking nice. the 2021 Scotch of the Year, according to Jim Murray. Uh, and uh, so it is a Roth's Speyside. And that just means it was made in Roths, the the uh, town in Moray, Scotland, uh, on the River Spey. So it is a Speyside, meaning that this was fed by the River Spey. Uh, and the Spey is used, like I said, in their whiskey process. Uh, last time we had the 16-year, it was 86 proof. Uh, and the 18-year is also 86 proof. Uh, and what we're drinking today is 100 proof. Uh, so it's it's batch proof, even though it says batch strength, but that doesn't mean it's cask strength as it is only 100 proof. Uh, unless that's the exact proof, which it came off the still uh, or off the barrel. Uh, so anyway, single malt fits. It is a single malt, so it fits these rules. Single distillery, 100% malted barley distilled using pot stills and aged for at least three years uh, in casks less than 700 liters. Um Total wine price for a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know about total wine, uh, but when <laughs> my father-in-law got it, he bought a one liter, so not a 750, a full liter uh, for 82 pounds, which is equivalent to about 100 bucks. So shout out again to Tracy Lewis, uh, my father-in-law, for being a baller. So, All right, let's, uh, let's pour this. I'm really excited for this one. I've I've sipped it already. There are some there are most of the time when we're sipping something on the podcast that I have a bottle of. I've either had it and it's just Ooh. one that I've easily had before. But if there's something we haven't drank for a while or it's not like an obvious pour, usually I'll save it. Uh, but this one I actually decided to drink. Super right. light. Yeah, on the color especially. Um, kind of like a white grape on the nose. Oh really? I like that. I got to get a good sniff. Sniff. Nice sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Ah, very, very light, and and like light in a refreshing way, not mm-hmm. in a notes way. Like it's not like um, like there's it's not like watered down light. It's more like uh, crisp, refreshing, similar mm-hmm. to what we we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. White grapes, a little bit of pear. I'm getting pear mm-hmm. uh, and apricot yeah. as well. Not apricot fruit. The actual or flesh of apricot, but overall, of, it's just nice and sweet. There's a good sweetness to the nose. Yeah, it's a very agreeable. I, this is this is a nose that I would hand to someone who's like, I don't think I like whiskey or scotch. I'd be like, well, try this nose first, Ooh. and then uh, 
you might agree that this is a very refreshing what what's your face like that's a cool. scary face uh well i don't know if i'm liking it so far really uh, but i mean honestly it could be just be that first sip like i have like uh -huh. my palate's not really warmed up i did my entry buzz was about two and a half hours ago it's got it's got like um uh musty raisins on the finish it's got layers to it too like i got i went mm -hmm. through a couple waves of different flavors or yeah just wasn't wasn't cooperating with me yeah so this is this is different than what i remember glenn grant 16 to be uh because this has a little more depth to it it has a little more um complexity and a Ooh. little less light fruits and a little more dried fruits to be honest it's so pretty far. dry it feels it, it like tastes like a dry white wine like almost like not doesn't taste it has like a mouthfeel like that what was the proof on this again this feels hot 100 100 yeah, okay so hotter I, than yeah. your average scotch yeah you know i get a little bit I, like the, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of like white sugar like granulated sugar kind of yeah a sweetness. totally um mm -hmm. it's an interesting kind of peaty smoke on it oh really right i get any pd you're not getting any PD? Like, I get a little bit of, like, smoky. Is it, is it not peated at all? I don't think so. No, I, yeah, why Glenn am I getting Grant's smoke? like, opposite of that. Yeah. Space, I mean, sides, they are do space sides are typically not peated, malt right? Malt uh, space Yeah, typically space sides are not peated. The the yeah. alternatives you'll get of the, like, the Highland region and stuff like that. At Tomatin, they'll do, like, a peat week, as well as Balvenie will do, Maybe. like, a peat week. But Balvenie mm -hmm. is... Raw? No. What is Balvenie? What the crap is Balvenie? Maybe Balvenie it's is... maybe it's the oakiness that I'm getting that's a little more smoky or something. I don't know, but I get yeah. like a I do get like some earthy, smoky kind of a, a thing going there. Um, can't say I love it. To be mm. honest, it's not your scotch of the year. I don't think it would be. So well, I'll tell you, I haven't I haven't given too many notes on this one. Uh, up front, yeah, there is that white wine. Uh, like almost a mixture to me of like a Pinot, uh, Grigio, or what is the one Pinot? Is that a is that a white wine? Yeah, I think so. No, yeah, Pinot Grigio and like Pinot Noir? Uh, Chardonnay. No, definitely no, not Noir is red. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's like it's like a, a Chardonnay mixed with your average white wine. Uh, but then it turns into like a nice fruitiness. Uh, there is kind of a there's kind of a numbing. I actually am going to stand by this note. There's kind of a, a Novocaine note to it. I see that. Uh, do, do you know what I mean by that? I get like, I get, yes, but I also get you know, like a medicinal bitterness to it. Yeah, so that's basically that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, and and then there is like almost like a it's like a numbing agent, like like well, typically that like taste you get hot. when you yeah. yeah. And so um, I, so far, I think I like Glengrant 16 a little better. And this is funny. What's his name? Uh, ben Klepsig. Sorry to call you what's his name. Ben <laughs> Klepsig reached out this week and he was talking about um, his opinion on certain scotches because he's a scotch appreciator, but he's first and foremost a American uh, whiskey appreciator. Uh, and so some of the funny things we, we realize in the States is that we we really like high proof stuff. At least the I would say in general, whiskey connoisseurs really enjoy a nice high proof bourbon or rye. Uh, does that always translate to scotches? 
that was our question. It was like, I don't, I don't know. I've really enjoyed some like 86 proofers, like, like Glenn Grant 16, for example, uh, that one can be amazing or, or stuff like that's not high proof. It can be amazing. Um, but then again, some, you know, cast strength, uh, scotches can be amazing too, but sometimes they're not as good as like a 90 proofer or like a 80 proofer sometimes of a scotch. Um, so it's funny, like, am I just influenced by American whiskey or am I, um, yeah, am I enjoying the scotch for what it is? You know, it's, it's funny, but, uh, what I was thinking as well with the notes is that, yeah, there's a pairness to it, uh, but the finish has a white sugar raisiny to it as opposed to like Glendronic, which has a brown sugar raisiny to it. If that makes any sense, mm -hmm. it's, it's a brighter, crisper fruit. Uh, even though it's like that dried raisiny fruit. So I like it. I, I don't like it as much as Glen Grant 16 thus far. So I'm going to add some water. Um, water wise, I get a little bit more of that like apricot sweetness, but there's like still medicinal thing there going for me. So on the nose, okay. I am looking forward to like proving it down a little bit, see how it goes. A couple drops yeah. and then get the yield, making it dizzy. The yield swirly. I have food. a great feeling Ninja. about this with ice after this I, too. Or I even with some do. water. I am with you on that. Uh, the nose to me opened up a little bit. I'm not getting. I'm not getting. Oh, man, that's a nice, uh, like very sweet note. Uh, I want to say candy, but maybe it's either oak or the malt of barley. I'm getting like a smokiness to it because I'm still kind of getting like a, mm -hmm. a peaty kind of note to it. Not heavily, but it's there. I think a little I want to say ex bourbon barrels for aging on this one, but I'm not sure. I'm going to say um, the bitterness is not as pronounced either. Like that med medicinal taste. Nose-wise, yeah. I got a little more medicinal, but the medicinal taste is not there like it was. I prefer this with water right now for sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Oh, man. I am not loving this, though. Really? I really like, am not. Like, wow. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm like it. I don't like at this point. Like I want to see. Ice needs to save it. Although if if ice does not save this, mm. I don't think I would ever really want to drink this. I think I do prefer it with water. <clears throat> there is a slight, the hole. slight bitterness to the raisiny note I'm getting, which is weird yeah. to get like bitterness and raisin because raisin is usually that like darker sugary. Um, denser note um but it's not that bad to me like i i can get by it personally um so i'm gonna add some <clears throat> ice to this and i have a really good feeling because usually the 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 crisper more refreshing scotches or even whiskeys like irish whiskey sometimes can be the best with a little bit of ice you know i gotta i probably should put the i'm i'm a i've been a slightly congested here and there this weekend too so i might okay. Taste might be off on it too, but that was me last week. Yeah. Nose wise is dead. It's muted for sure. There's not as much yeah, down there. I think that muted. there's a little bit of that granulated sugar, kind of white white sugar note there. But other than that, not a lot going on. I will say it's, it looks it it looks like you're drinking a, a glass of wine there, Cole. It really does. I was just yeah, about to comment on light. the. Uh... The color is very light, even for a hundred proofer, uh, very light. So I imagine they're only using like ex bourbon barrels and no like sherry or anything like that. Because as we know, sherry butts do two things. First, they drive me nuts and they darken 
colors of whiskeys. So. Um, ice is the best. I like this okay. with ice. I still get I get a slight bitterness, not much. Uh, everything else is kind of muted. It's sweet. Um, I'd say it's more like a light pear kind yeah, of a sweetness. Um, but and I don't know. I I wish I would have cleansed my palate before doing the ice because like I get a little bit of lingering bitterness. But I don't know if that's from mm. the previous pours. So ice is ice mm. is definitely the best pour for me. That is, yeah, it's definitely the best pour. It um. I mean, it is crisp and fruity to me. Uh, not as crisp and fruity as the 16-year that we had. Rudy um, tooty crisp and fruity. Yeah, Rudy tooty crisp and fruity. It is... It's good. I like it. I actually will give this a decent score. Uh, but it is a little bit of a... It's hard for me because I, I really do see a difference between this and the 16-year. I won't even go to the 18 because we haven't drank that yet on the podcast. So, uh, But the 16-year, I just remember being beautifully pears, apples, orchard fruits. Didn't even have, as far as I remember, really didn't have any dried fruit notes. Just had really refreshing, fresh fruit notes. Uh, this one has a little bit refreshing, of both. Fresh. Uh, yeah. And and like 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 that raisiny note I, I was talking about, maybe even like dried apricots, it has a little bit of, which I'm a fan of, but not like I'm a bigger fan of fresh fruit notes than I am of dried fruit notes when it comes to a scotch. So I won't give this probably the higher score that I gave Glen Grant 16, uh, but I like it. And with ice, it shows up more that refreshingness. I I could drink this after yeah after mowing the lawn. Yeah, heck yeah, this would be amazing with some ice. Uh, so I'm glad to have a bottle at home that um, is goes great with ice. And even for listener or for my friends and stuff that come over and they're like, "Hey, do you have anything that goes well with ice?" I'll be like, "Heck yeah, I do!" And it's not even Irish this time, so or yeah. Japanese. Yeah. Oh man, Japanese with ice yeah. could be great. Yeah. So all right, uh, do you have you, a do you have a rating in mind? I do, and I have a feeling we're gonna be it's gonna be a big split between the two of mm-hmm. us. Um, I'm gonna give this a six point three. Like it's pretty I, low. It is low. I, I, and I, <clears throat> I'm saving some when I feel better, I'm going to come back and visit it again. Um, I just, I think just like the medicinal and the bitter sh- shows up a lot. Um, I like guess it's hard for me to even want, want to drink it kind of a thing. So, mm. and I, I like my whiskey. I don't have, usually have a problem. Like, Hey, here's some whiskey, drink it. Okay. Not a problem. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. What do you got? I didn't think it would be such a big split, but I'm okay with that. I'm gonna go 8.7 here. Okay, closing in on nine, but not 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 that close. Uh, but enough to be high eights. Uh, 8.7 tells me that this is very enjoyable. Uh, it is worth even the slight note of bitterness that I get. Uh, it's totally worth it. It <clears throat> is. Um, I like a scotch that is bright fruity. Uh, this is that, but not as much as the 16 year. Um, I like the proof, especially with the ice pour that like proofing it down with some ice doesn't make it too low where it's like not even, you know, any alcohol. So that's one of the other pluses of this one. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I'm still a fan of Glenn Grant. I'd still, I'd still rep it. So 8.7 for me. I'm not, not a fan. Oh, 
That's but good. I, I'm not a fan of this poor. <laughs> so you Yet. ever heard you ever hear of the old joke that was like I since I said like this has some pluses to it. Um there's the old joke that's like someone Swiss, someone some Swiss person like Roger Federer, who I think is Swiss, but anyway, they're like, So Roger Federer, what's the best part about living in Switzerland? And he's like, Well, the flag's a big plus. I like that one. That's like a good that. one. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. It's good. a good dad joke. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that is a perfect transition to our next segment of the show that we like to call Whiskey World News. Yeah, we're back. Part of the show where we read an article. We talk about it. Didn't write it. Going to read it. Here we go. This one comes from the Whiskey Wash and from our good friend Gary Carter. Yeah. Uh, And it's titled Broken Barrel Whiskey's Americana Whiskey Features a New Oak Bill. Uh, Broken Barrel Ooh. Whiskey Company recently added a fifth expression to its core lamp of Kentucky Straight Bourbon and Rye Whiskeys. The new whiskey, Americana, clocks in at 100 proof ABV and measures a mash bill of 80% corn, 40% rye, 6% malted barley. A statement from Broken Barrel explains that Americana explores blended American whiskeys with an entirely new oak bill, a concept unique to Broken Barrel, which denotes the combination of barrel staves from different types of barrels used in these expression. In Americana, it's 40% charred American oak. 40% toasted American oak and 20% American apple brandy cask. Stiller's notes show that the result of this oak bill is a distinctive whiskey with a honeycomb sweetness and the notes of toasted cashew and butterscotch that melts in onto a more complex oak and marshmallow notes. And uh, retail price of $35. So, Cole, I'll stop there. Any, any thoughts? Any thoughts on so- the Broken Barrel? It's Hard. been a while. Were you on that episode? Yes, I was. I recorded it yeah. in my garage. I remember that. Nice. So yeah, we we uh, interviewed. Uh, it was a while ago. It had to be like around a hundred or something like that. But we yeah, it was cold. We a year ago, two okay, years ago. Okay, so yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> we we brought on Seth. Uh, I forget what his last name is, but Seth from Broken Barrel Whiskey Company, and uh, I. I love what Seth's doing. Mm-hmm. I might not like love every whiskey they put out, but I love him as a business person for sure. Uh, because I think he even mentioned that he uh, like patented or trademarked the the term Oak Bill. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Oak Bill or yeah, it was Oak Bill. Uh, so. But he um, something like that. Yeah, he basically, you know, like most, you know, we talk about mash bill and we talk about that kind of stuff. But he basically says we age it so long in these kind of staves and so long in these kind of staves mm-hmm. and then so long in these kind of staves. And I, I, I just I really like what he's doing. He's doing something different, but also something very legal uh, to the whiskey making <laughs> uh, world. Uh, you know, like there's some people that are doing like some, within some things that you're like, you know, they they very much. um like, like, there's, like you go, go stave wise, like there's people that will just drop in just a stick. Yeah, but whiskey. also like you get people that are doing um, like even even like what do you call it? Like uh, Fireball is not legally whiskey. It is legally cinnamon whiskey, but it's not legally whiskey and stuff like that, where you're like breaking the laws and getting around things. But like with with Seth and Broken Barrel Whiskey Company, they're doing things that are very legal and very unique and i love him as a business person that he's willing to try these things and i would love it and here's the other thing last thing i'm going to say about this article is that it's still very reasonably priced 
Mm-hmm. That's what I really love about Broken Barrel Whiskey Company is that um, it is reasonable to try it out. What was it, forty bucks or something like that? Thirty five. Thirty five bucks for this for this release, and it's like a cool finished bur- or finished whiskey. Was it a bourbon or a whiskey? Uh, I think it was a bourbon. Yeah, but either way, it's an American whiskey. Okay, cool. Well, it's eighty percent corn. It very well might be a corn whiskey then, but either way, it's an American whiskey, and um, I like what he's doing. Uh, because he's going for the best flavor, and, and he's a scientific man as well. So if you're if you haven't tried a broken barrel whiskey um, product yet, uh, it's worth trying. So I think so, and I think the thing that like I liked when we talked to him is, you know, like they we had the I can't remember I think it was a, a bourbon with French oak, and I'm like, oh, that makes more like it was easy to kind of pull out that note and be like, oh, this is what that French oak does to this one. Because I think we did oh, two like- bourbons. And one was a French oak. One had something else going on with it. And so yeah. I think the other cool thing is he uses old barrels, right? Like it's yeah. not just you break some sticker stave of like something or other. It's like the actual barrel goes into the, the aging process there from an old yeah. X. Yeah, which is cool. So yeah, I'm interested. Cool. Yeah. So you got to reach out no, to them cool. again. No one, yeah. It sounds, it sounds Actually, he was such a nice guy and he had a collection. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so we should do that again. <clears throat> All right. All right. Time to move on here to time what to we did choose last week. We talked about Happy Thanksgiving. What are you drinking that isn't wild turkey? Cole went with surprise, Eagle Rare. Surprise. I went with High West Double Rye. And Cole handily won. And I 76 won. to 24% there. Uh, yeah. Some writers here Nathan Anthony, Elijah Craig. It pairs well with the Bush's baked beans he's serving Great for Thanksgiving. Great idea. Great idea. Great idea. Uh, uh Yep, that's a friend of mine. Kyle. Eagle Rare. Kyle's drink, yeah. drank Eagle Rare as well. Uh, Drew Tolan, Blue Note 17. Dramhound, about to add Weller Special Reserve to some eggnog. Getting noggy with it. Hey, and then he showed us a picture of it, and I'm like, respect. (laughs) Brian Rapp, Four Roses Barrel Strength, OBSF. OBSD. Protasking Naskinosa for American Thanksgiving, and I shouldn't have known that. I'm like, our Canadian and Tasmanian friends. We do have international friends out there. It was ours. 1792, important date for the U.S., the Postal yeah. Service Act. Yeah, and, as well as Kentucky and, became a state. And Marco Nazi, you can't tell me what to drink. Bring on the Wild Turkey 101. And I, okay. I respect that. I'll, well, I'll so. respect that, yeah. All right. So, Cole, you got a what whiskey would you choose for this week? Oh, I do. Oh, so well, this here, week, brother. we're not going positive. We're going oh. negative here. Oh, boy. So, uh, we, you know, Robbie and I, we have the things that we like in whiskey. We have a lot of things we like in whiskey. We mm-hmm. like, I like candy notes. I like sweet notes. I like apples. I like things like that. If you can get I me apple candy and peppery, and I love alcohol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it all. But there are some things we don't like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've talked about things like bitterness. Uh, I've talked about things like soapiness and stuff like that. And what is your one of your least, if not the least favorite note that you get in certain whiskeys and okay. what whiskey exemplifies that least favorite note, note and which mm-hmm. whiskey is just over the top with that note and you can't stand yeah. it mm-hmm. easy i can't okay. stand Go pendleton i can't stand pendleton i am not a fan of vanilla notes you're like I get would, out of the I would pacific northwest sheep dung i would take mm-hmm. smoke sheep dung notes over vanilla notes pretty much any mm-hmm. day uh i can't like pendleton it's like it's fake I don't like vanilla Coke. It's just too vanilla-y. 
I like vanilla uh, Coke. I'm not there. Like, do I love vanilla ice cream? Like with real vanilla bean? Absolutely. But fake vanilla yeah. flavor. That's all I get from Pendleton and I can't stand it. I like that. That's a good answer. I think we'll get some good responses this week. Um, personally, I people people might guess my notes. So there's two notes that I really don't like, which I kind of mentioned already. I don't like um, soapy when it gets. Yeah, I don't like when it gets too oaky. Uh, I don't like when it gets too bitter, and I don't like when it gets soapy. Out of the three of them, soapy is the least favorite for me, and I just get it. And I'm not one of those guys that you know, like they say, like it's a genetic thing when people taste soap when they're eating cilantro. cilantro. I mm-hmm. my theory is that that's uh god trying to wash the devil out of you because you're crazy yeah i'll tell heather that because she's one of those people my sister um, Danae too yeah. danae get with the program danae enjoy some cilantro i'll <laughs> tell her that next time i see her anyway um i think that uh soapiness is the worst of all three and there are two whiskeys that come to mind but i'm only going to mention one uh so the legacy brand black maple hill can be apparently amazing i've never had uh one of their bourbons yet but i did have their quote oregon rye uh, a while ago and i hated it yeah i, I remember thought it that. was soapy and small barrely and it was and just i've seen disgusting. bottles of black maple hill and i just i, I passed on it because i remember cold did not like it especially their <clears throat> Oregon rye. So that's what I'm going to say. Uh, Black Maple Hill, Oregon rye with the soapy note. Uh, but I am very interested to see what other people's ideas are of what the, one of their worst or least favorite notes are and what whiskey really brings out that note. I uh, see. I almost thought you, go, I thought you were going to, I mean, that's a more u- ubiquitous, more yeah. like that note as can be in several whiskeys. Uh, but yeah. I almost thought you were going to go with like, old sweat socks or old rags from long branch oh, oh but you don't really get that one. too much yeah. no you don't like, get that's that not, all over the, yeah. yeah ubiquitous is true you get that a lot more with um the soapy note as opposed to the uh sweaty gym rag that i got mm-hmm. from wild turkey long branch so that's so. uh that's this week's what whiskey would you choose next week on chill filtered i uh actually looked some up that i wanted to talk about this week but I'm going to look up my list real quick and we're going to talk about what we're going to drink next week. <laughs> uh, I want to go with something, something basic next week. So um, what about our color see. shout? What about our color? Sh- I don't know what that's from. What about Did Evan you- Williams bottled and bond? Okay. And versus makers 101 perfect let's do it done deal makers 101 evan williams bottled and bond they're both about 100 proof so uh, and they're both american they're both bourbons uh and they're both somewhat easy to find on the shelf and so we're gonna put it between those two and then that'll be the week after thanksgiving and then we're getting closer to christmas and we got robbie we got to think of what we're gonna be drinking on our christmas episode do you have any ideas? Oh, yet? I know. No, no. We got that mid, uh, mid, midwinter night, right? We do. We got a sample. I, I think we got think a sample. Of, I think we do. I don't know. We'll get, we'll talk. Let's talk about this later, Cole. Let's talk about it let's later. Let's talk about it later. Cause you know what, Cole? But, uh, 
Yeah, I hope that that we could find that on both of our shelves this week. And you know what, Cole? I hope mm-hmm. one thing this week I forgot I wanted to mention. Like we got a lot of messages on Thanksgiving, just saying, "Hey, thanks for entertaining yeah. us. Thanks for making things fun." Yeah. And I really hope you know you guys understand that you guys make it fun for us. And I hope that you make we continue it worth to it. be worth it for you. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that uh, our listeners know that honestly, without them, we wouldn't be going any further. I don't uh, think we, so. You, we would could. I think we could keep. Doing it would this. just be, but they, it'd be for, less fun. for no good reason. It'd be less fun for sure. It'd be a lot less fun. That's really the truth. That uh, I hope our listeners know that they make our lives and our show and our podcast a lot more fun. Absolutely, but most of all, I hope listeners, our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. Sweet. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I just got a back spasm when I did that. I think I heard it. Did, did it crack? <laughs> yeah. That was that's weird. Crazy. I just whipped around. Like, I'm getting uh, whipped around way too quick to get started. <laughs> no. That's funny. All right. All right. I'll start up. But I started off bad anyway, so it was like meant to be. <laughs> um, 